Yuri, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and good to see you. So what do you yeah. want these days? Well, um, what I've been up to? Uh, I just moved uh, after living in New York City. Uh, man, 23 years, a little bit more than 23, almost 24 years. Actually, sorry, 24 years. Um, and just a week ago, moved away. Actually, 10 days ago, moved away um, upstate. Not too far, but, you know, upstate, living in a country. New York City going to shit, if I might just say, uh, as a rabbi. Um, it's it's not safe. It's not safe environment for growing, uh, raising your children, um, and um, and uh, yeah. So that would be primary reason. I like New York. I like visiting more now than actually living in it. You know. Plus, running, running, uh, fresh air cannot beat it. You know. You know, people get into combat sports for different reasons. Bullying, rage outlets, variety of different things. Why did you get into it? Well, um, uh, I got bullied a long time ago when I was a kid in Soviet Union. And uh, my mom decided to uh, send me to boxing gym. Um, and um, that was my reason. That's... That's how I had my first um, meeting with boxing and I fell in love uh, with the sport and that's it. The rest is history. And just like that, you know, some, sometimes Jewish mom can just turn your potential, whatever your potential is, upside down. What did you love about boxing? Um... Well, I could tell you, I remember being 20 years old and have the same question. Um, the When I was 20, um, you know, uh, my answer would be probably, you know, being, being alone in the ring, it's all about you, you know, you're going, you know, it's, it's uh, pushing yourself to the limits and all that. Um, as 43 now, um, boxing for me, it's a little bit more, also becomes a little bit, um, like I gain, I would say, quite kind of a awareness about myself. Um, I like boxing. Um, I love boxing actually because it shows quite a bit about my weaknesses. It shows a lot of my weaknesses. Uh, I think it's more important than your strength. You know, you, you could see your strength, you know, you have a great speed or that and this, and you can expand on it. You know, you can expand or get even better and faster and stronger. But I, I, I find that there's a wisdom, uh, maybe not the correct word, wisdom, but um, um, it shows you a great um, where you're really lacking, you know, um, lacking and maybe sometimes in focus or commitment, you know. 
Um, that's that's what I like about boxing. Boxing, it's something that is, you know, even if I would stop boxing, um, I know something within me is going to be remaining till the day I die. You know, uh, it's kind of it gives you, and I think it goes with all the other martial arts. Um, it's something that is it's you versus you, literally every day, and outside of the rink. You know, outside of the rink. And it could be in your job, your business, office, your relationship. It's always you versus you, even parenting, you know. And that's what I uh, like about boxing. It shows me, oh, you have to work here. You're lacking here. You know. I want to talk to you about Israel a bit. Uh, how did you end up in Israel? And what was it like growing up there? So um, I born in 1980 in Soviet Union, and when I was about maybe 10 or 9 years old, my parents decided to, to do Aliyah, uh, moving to Israel from Soviet Union, and, um, and we got to Israel in 1991, and... and uh, that's that. Um, nothing. Not my parents were not pursuing any kind of a Jewish aspirations or anything. It just it was one of the countries they literally could just leave Soviet Union to. You know, um, it was open. Uh, it was open to absorb all the Soviet Soviet uh, uh, Soviet people. Um, <clears throat> and growing up in Israel, so ninety one, if. I know what Israelis remember probably um, a lot of people. That was the biggest wave of um, refugees from Soviet republics. Huge amount, you know. That's, um, I think Israel has really been overwhelmed. Probably similar, similar what uh, Texas is going through now at South border, you know. Uh, uh, so it was not easy. Uh, my parents were immigrants. They were working for the first year and a half or two years, cleaning offices, you know. <clears throat> there was no after-school program. So after school, I would go home, um, grab lunch, uh, whatever my mom prepared, and then I would take a bus to go help my, my dad and my mom. Um, and so it was not... Uh, I say was not experiencing this. Um, <clears throat> what's now, for example, view like like um, Israel provides, you know, like it's beauty, it's Middle Eastern cuisine and lifestyle and all that. There is, you get uh, you could have kind of um, two experiences: one as a tourist, which is fun and games, and one as being an immigrant. In that country so and always broke <laughs> i remember that always broke um oh since i was a kid by the way still soviet union i always wanted to be world champion boxing was my my as my uh, uh it's like my i don't know this kind of a sport it was more than a sport it was like something that i always wanted to do um it's funny, I um, I was looking for old pictures that my cousin sent me um, on computer, like literally like 12 years ago. 
And I was going through all these emails. Um, and it's funny, um, her dad, my cousin, so my cousin dad was a friend with my dad. And, and so she saw him a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, her dad. And, um, and they were talking about me and it says, it's funny. My dad's, my dad's name, uh, Andre. And it says, it's funny. Andre was saying when I met him in like 89 or 90, it says, watch my son's going to be world champion of the world. And it's so funny the way he's like, the way she said it, it's like, um, so clearly my dad was believing in me. <laughs> um, but I would say the, the big push for it, um, not push. I didn't have to actually be pushed. It was, I think in 1989, I think, or maybe 1990, they showed Mike Tyson fight when he fought. I don't remember, is it first fight or second fight with uh, Razor Reddick? Reddick was a um, Canadian um, heavyweight uh, fighter, and it was that fight. I don't remember, is the first or second. Um, and once I saw that, and they translated, they, I mean, not translated, they showed the fight in uh, in Soviet Union. I was blown away. And at that time, I'm like, that's it. Boxing is, that's my sport. That's what I want to be. I want to be like Mike Tyson. How did you come to America? Oh, um, you know, it's interesting. Just in general, um, when... Uh, when people, uh, you know, have aspirations, they have dreams, they have goals in life. And it's interesting to look back once, let's say you achieve some, you know, I wanted to be, uh, I don't know, an engineer or something, you know, engineer and living in, uh, in America, some, you know, and it's interesting how life takes you. Life, I mean, like the godly force, the angels, you know, whoever wants to put, tags on it, you know, life, let's just say, it, you know, and sticks you through challenges and gives you, you know, sometimes um, um, headbutts, punches to the groin, and somehow years later you are, uh, achieve something, and looking back, and I'm like, holy shit, like I had to, I had to jump through this crazy maze of different uh, different challenges till I got to this point, you know. Um, so box, uh, like boxing, my, my dream boxing just took me to the United States. I, I became a three-time uh, national champion in Israel and, um, and I reached potential in Israel, you know, like your ceiling. Um, and I knew, like, you know, you want to be a boxer, you have to be in a place where boxing is big. And there is nowhere boxing bigger than um, United States. You know, Saudi Arabia might bring big fights, big fights, biggest fights to their arena somewhere or whatever. But, you know, the history in boxing, especially in New York, is rich. It's all the immigrants. It's a sports of... It's an immigrant sport, you know, where we even see that since decades, you know, where even um, immigrants coming to this country, not speaking any language, and yet they are 
opening, I don't know, pay-per-view or the main event at pay-per-view and not even a lick in, uh, lick, lick in English. So, and I realized that, um, that I have to challenge myself and I have to move to the United States. And that was already, I think, 97 when I made the decision and my mom passed away at that time. And a few months later, I was just like, okay, done. You know, I'm just going to get a ticket. I'm not going to get a ticket. My dad going to get me a ticket because I was broke. <laughs> my dad was broke too, but uh, he was working. Um, and uh, I was working too, like on whatever jobs I could get. But, you know, uh, my dad was supportive and sent me, sent me away. Now, you, even when you became world champion, you became a superstar when you fought Miguel Cotto in Yankee Stadium. How big of a fight was that? How different of an experience was that? And was it because of the fighter, the event, or kind of everything in general? Um, well, uh, when I descended, descended uh, on JFK from the, from the plane to whatever terminal it is uh, in JFK, um, in 99 and I would if somebody would tell me that you know in 10 years or a little bit more than that you'll you'll be fighting the first fight in new Yankee Stadium you know and you're going to be the main event I was like I would not believe no one you know um that's that's the dream just too good but um the stars align I I was blessed with great people around me you know and i was blessed not from the get-go you know i was first i was uh, cursed before you get blessed you're probably gonna get cursed a couple times <laughs> um till you learn a lesson and the lesson you're gonna learn you know whatever it's gonna take uh might take you one try second try third try whatever it is gonna be unlimited till you learn um and uh in the end, um, I was blessed with a great coach, a mentor. He was not just um, a coach or a trainer, you know, like today, you know, you open social media, you know, and uh, you literally, literally you'll see, um, you know, um, what they call them, influencers. Influencers and let's say in the, social media and I'm not looking down on, on anyone you know but somebody let's say in boxing you know they would show you throw this combination and 10 out of 10 you're gonna score a knockout <laughs> so this kind of like silly things you know and and those coaches would be like I don't know 15 years old 16 years old 17 maybe 18 maybe 22 maybe he had maybe uh one fight two fights or something like that you know uh, um so um i was blessed like so there's a lot of there's a lot of coaches right now but there's not a lot of mentors in boxing um and that's having a mentor mentor in boxing is just you'd be lucky that's like scoring a big big time anybody could be a trainer but not anybody could be in like uh, uh a mentor so i was blessed with joe greer as my coach um who told me from get-go he told me uh, it's one of his flying uh, 
cause. It says, Yuri, boxing is like a woman. If you mistreat her, she's going to turn around and slap you across your face. Don't ever cheat. And it's true. And it was perfect because I I, I don't have a, um, a mindset as cutting corners. I, I, uh, I need to go full length of the preparation, whatever it is, the distance. So, and then of course my manager and uh, Maury Wilson who passed away uh, 12, year, 12, years, 12 uh, years ago, 13 years ago now. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's hard work, dedication and uh, great people around you. And that's what has culminated uh, winning the title and then uh, fighting Miguel Cotto in biggest fight. Uh, in New York at that time, you know. You've discussed in the past that you've had issues with promoters and other things. Is boxing, I'll put it bluntly, a dirty business? And if so, how do you fix it, if you fix it? Fixing it? Um, well, there were rumors of, you know, like at least the talks about nationalizing, you know, like boxing... Uh, make it like NBA, NFL, uh, you know, when there's like one, I would say government, you know, but, but then again, you, you, I don't know um, how much is, you see, sports are beautiful, just in general, where that's what people love sports. You know, if you're looking in the audience, for example, you could say Jew, Muslim, Christian, whatever, they're going to be joining together for at least for a period of that game when they, nobody talks, nobody thinks about politics, you know, and they can enjoy something and they can be in unison. But once you're going to bring politics in boxing or politics in political arena, it's ugly, it's disgusting, it's a lice, it's a, it's a, it's a vile people. It brings the worst out of people. How to fix it? I don't know. Maybe when Messiah comes and when people are going to be fixed. Um, till then, no, corruption is, is just innate in human behavior. And that's that's what it is. You know, um, I was about to say, oh, national, maybe one man should be running the whole thing. But like, who knows? I don't know. Dana White seems like he's doing a great job with UFC. But I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of UFC fighters who could say otherwise, you know. So who knows? I don't know. I speak for myself. It'd be nice at least to, um, you know, to have honest people around you or at least when they have your best interest and when they don't look at the fighters as a piece of steak, you know, that's, that would be also nice. <laughs> what advice would you give to fighters getting into the game now? Um... Like what referee says, the last words before the fight starts, protect yourself at all time. That should be always, <laughs> that should be always um, there in the mind, you know. That's, that's it. <laughs> now, after you fought in the ring uh, in your career, went on for several years after the Kodo fight and you fought for another world title at that point. You became a rabbi, which very few boxers do. How did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many boxers do that or priests or imams. 
um i don't know it's it's um um <clears throat> actually as a rabbi you should not start your answer by i don't know so let me let me rephrase it um it was a kind of a, a combination of a lot of things um it was i started studying before i became world champion um spirituality and judaism uh, intrigued me and it was it got my uh curiosity and and uh something that i could uh take from judaism that it could be useful in the ring for me uh specifically being you know grounded um being uh staying honest to yourself or to myself to be specific you know and um and later on i realized that i, I want to expand on it and i want to become a rabbi for purpose you know perhaps i could influence some kids um um to achieve um um or at least to be um part of it of helping them um with uh whatever issues they might face so that was like kind of a, a way for me to uh to pursue a rabbinical career you know now some people say that inherently right religion and boxing combat sport are inconsistent right one involves violence the other involves faith what would you say to that No, I think they should ask also George Foreman the same. I'm sure George Foreman already answered that so many times. Um, you know, I think it's when you kind of trying to um, I don't know, you judge things from um, I don't know, not even like not even trying to delve deeper into things like that, you know. For example, a lot of people could say golf is boring by the way me personally i find golf boring okay um because it's a little bit of um being not educated about golf or not being at least uh curious about it but i'm sure golf is beautiful sport there's a lot of things there's um sure details and I'm sure I've seen this little uh, whatever the movie came out like 20 years ago with Will Smith and Matt Damon when it's playing the golf so I've seen just a little part but like there's so much to it same thing as spirituality or religion and sport is like there's nothing contradict with one another you know um and uh, I think it's actually helps it helps you in the ring to be more spiritually grounded it's there's a aspect of you know today we're living in a world where they trying to i i don't know like uh, god is not does not does not exist or god is gone you know and uh, um but imagine um you as a human being you're physical your you have your 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 conscious mind and then there's a spiritual mind and imagine all these three facets of your of just of whole you is all green in in unison not not contradict one another and just moving towards your goal and uh, 
kind of simultaneously, um, uh, one step at a time, you know. Um, there's no doubt. As, as, as soon as you have a doubt, um, don't do it. <laughs> Whatever, whether it's boxing or something else, wait till you not having a doubt because the doubt is it's really a, a kind of a first first little uh, uh, poisonous bite of a snake, so to speak, you know. How important is faith to human development? Um, it's crucial. And everybody have different understanding what is faith. You know, um, for me, faith, and I can only speak for myself, um, uh, you, it's like a boxing style, you know, till uh, you can start training, you learn fundamentals, you're going, learning to throw punches, perfect your punches, but years later, you start developing your style, you know, like I wanted to be like Mike Tyson, till the trainer, years later, told me that you will never be like Mike Tyson. First of all, he's stocky, he's strong, he's powerful. You have a long, compared to your body complexion, you have a long arms, long legs, you know, you're not going to be like Mike Tyson. So you have to find yourself. Uh, for me, faith, it's, it's almost uh, same as believing in yourself and believing in God, you know. Um, I would say, I'll give you an example at least hypothetical kind of, I don't know, example is, uh, let's say there's two people, one person who's considering himself religious, believer in God, but doesn't believe in himself. And the second person don't believe in this religions, no God and everything, but he believes in himself. And I probably 10 out of 10, this person who doesn't believe in God, but believe in himself, gonna achieve whatever you have to achieve you know it's i think by default if you believe in yourself you believe in god and you cannot be not believing in god but believing in yourself it's like it's almost uh, i don't know oxymoron you know to me personally so faith is believing in yourself when you believe in yourself you can expand and delve into you know spirituality connect with with other worlds you know i think we are like i don't know five five percent or ten percent conscious uh we see the world but the world is really according to at least kabbalists 95 percent we don't even know what did you learn from boxing in terms of life lessons boxing is like life and uh in so many ways um oh man you have to wake up early and um you cannot really, you know, you have your sometimes. You know what I learned? I learned it's okay to once in a while to feel sorry about yourself and cry like a little, uh, um, a little B word, you know? <laughs> sometimes, man, it's totally fine, you know? Get your things, but then again, get back to the horse or back on your bicycle or whatever it is. The animal you're riding and uh, keep on going you know um, that's what it is and um, and staying true to yourself 
sometimes you have to, you know, brushing your teeth in the teeth, teeth in the morning and look in the mirror. Look at yourself, man. You know, look at yourself. Are you are you looking at an old man, a young man, or or you know, it's so much, so much how much you believe in it, which is your previous question. You know, um, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust with what you do. Because if you have the doubt, if you have a doubt, then you know, take a break. Maybe this doubt is gonna grow up and uh, grow a little bit more and be, you know, stop you on your tracks. So I learned in boxing that, okay, sometimes, yeah, you've, you hit the wall, you hit the wall, but take a step back, regroup, um, and then go back. That's a kind of a consistency. Cons consistency, just in general, in life. Uh, that's what I think kind of boxing showed me. Looking back on, on your life, you're 43 years old. You've lived in three different places. You became champion of the world. When you think back at it, how good does all that make you feel? Oh, um, definitely interesting. Like, make me feel good. Uh, how how good it make me feel. Like, look, um, yesterday, um, my wife ordered a whole lot of furniture. So yesterday, I put something... <laughs> Um, and I'm like, I spent probably two hours putting this freaking bed. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be quicker. I thought it was going to be like an hour, 45 minutes. And I was putting this and, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm getting frustrated. And so I started like thinking about like previous years, you know, like early when I was moving, previous other times and, and and I was like thinking, oh yeah, it's kind of cool winning a world title, you know, but it's so much more, uh, so much more, so many more, ex so much more like uh, experiences um, that lead me to winning the title. Um, I got my ass kicked so many times, countless in the gym. Um, um, and it was very disheartening, like so many times, so many times sparrings, um, um, and really looking back, I know it's not part of the whatever your question, but uh, I realized that, like, you know, I've never really been a gym fighter, but I, I really the day I have to look good is in the ring, it's not in the uh boxing sparring match, but um, that's what I think that it's this little steps, this. Uh, getting your ass handed to you so many times and yet you're still going home you have your lunch your dinner whatever you rest a little bit you're going for a run and then starts again starts again you know it's like a, almost like a groundhog day but um it's i uh, i enjoyed it it's made me who i am i my kids think probably that their dad is tough SOB and uh, I want to be a good example to them. So all these experiences that I had in boxing preparation to my fights and the, the life in general outside of the ring that I think that um, made me who I am today. And it's made me, I think, uh, hopefully more wiser that I could deal um, 
with next obstacles, you know. Yuri, thank you so much for your time.